Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to Geekiest. My name is Joseph. My pronouns are he, him. Hello, I'm Kayla, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Will, he, him. Well, we are uh, guestless this week, but all three of us here, so we're going to do some geek news, uh, get you you all the good geek news that you want, so, or you don't want, because uh, my section of geek news is going to start off with uh, sad news. Um, if you haven't been on social media since uh, Friday or Saturday, uh, you probably missed uh, legendary comic book writer and artist George Perez uh, le- uh, putting out a Facebook post um, where he announced that he has stage three pancreatic cancer um, and was told that it is surgically inoperable Uh and he, the the Facebook post, he goes into detail about, you know, his team had suggested chemotherapy and radiation to, you know, at least, uh, you know, give him a little more time. But as he contemplated it, he's 67 years old. He's been suffering from diabetes for a while, uh, it, which includes uh, being basically blind in one eye at this point. Um, that his quality of life was just uh going undergoing treatment was just not going to be there and so he has opted to uh, in his words just let nature take its course um so his doctors have given him a prognosis between six months and a year to live uh, that sucks yeah that does uh in in the quote he said i have been given the option of chemotherapy and or radiation therapy but after weighing all the variables and assessing just how much of my remaining days would be eaten up by doctor visits treatments Hospital stays and dealing with the most stressful and frustrating bureaucracy of the medical system have opted to just let nature take its course, and I will enjoy whatever time I have left as fully as possible with my beautiful wife of over 40 years, my family, friends, and fans. Um, Yeah. For those who are unaware of George Perez, his his resume, uh, if you liked the MCU movies, uh, you can thank him because he is... Uh, one of the creators with Jim Starlin of the Infinity Gauntlet series. Um, if you in recent years have liked uh, what was done with the Arrowverse characters with the Crisis on Infinite Earths, he was involved with that with Marv Wolfman. Uh, he has worked on titles such as Wonder Woman, The Avengers. Uh, the actual list of what he has worked on is long and illustrious. Uh, he is one of the greats. Um, and so this is, this is sad news. It's, um, he has been, however, since, since coming, you know, posting about this, he's gotten very active on Facebook as in posting, uh, as he has traveled around, uh, started traveling to see people, um, and come to do conventions. Uh, he's been 
kind of doing a little bit of a, you know, come get a picture with me before it's too late thing. And, you know, uh, it, it's it's sad, but it's also nice to see someone go on their terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough thing. Um, I think more for family and friends and the people that love them than anything. Uh, something that I've had personal experience with and and you got to kind of just get to the point where you got to respect his choice, you know, and it's cool that he's at least kind of getting out there and doing the most that he can, you know, for himself and his fans with what time he's got left. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he, so he is doing signings, uh, and, and photo ops as, you know, his health allows. Um, and, uh, there has been an outpouring uh from the comics community to him uh just you know folks you know wanting to recognize and wanting to uh you know tell him you know what he meant to them so uh it's you know it, it's sad um but uh you know so if you see George Perez is going to be at a convention near you and you feel safe enough and and whatever to go go you know? yeah and let him know how much his work has meant to you. Um, I grew up a huge fan of the Crisis on Infinite Earth series. Um, and, you know, it, it's I remember as a kid, I got the 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 book where uh, Superman is holding the, you know, battered body of Supergirl. Um, and that's probably my most prized comic. And I read it and didn't understand it and read it some more and didn't understand it. and. I wasn't until I was an adult that I fully understood what uh what that series actually was. And uh so and uh as always, fuck cancer. Yep. Yep. I agree. <clears throat> okay. Uh staying on uh comics adjacent. Uh happier news, I hope. Happier news. Yay. Um, hey, happy news. So the Batman still is uh, not scheduled. The uh, Matt Reeves Batman is scheduled to come out next year, uh, but it's already being let known that there will be uh, two small screen spinoffs from the Batman for uh, HBO Max exclusives. Um, and the one that I'm, I have the information on today uh, involves Colin Farrell and his uh, his take on the Penguin. Uh, we've briefly seen. Uh, I would say, you know, if you if you see the image, you've seen the screenshot, uh, seen the trailers. Um, it is hard to believe that that is Colin Farrell under all the prosthetics, but uh, yeah, that uh, he is getting a Penguin spinoff series for HBO Max. I'm looking it up now because I have not seen this. Uh, if you look in our chat. Did you put it in there? Uh-huh. That's Colin Farrell. Yeah. Wow. Um, Matt Reeves will serve as the executive producer for the HMAX show, uh, which doesn't yet have an announced title. Uh, it does sound like the Penguin will be the center of attention. Um, Variety's report reveals that the series will... Uh, quote, reportedly delve into the Penguin's rise to power in the Gotham criminal world. Uh, Lauren LaFranc uh, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Impulse will reportedly write the series with Farrell, Reeves, and the Batman producer Dylan Clark, executive producing. 
uh, in association with Reeves Sixth in Idaho and Clark uh, Clark's Dylan Clark Productions. Warner Brothers Television will, will reportedly produce the series. Um, so, <laughs> and, and just to uh, to to look at the the line of actors who have played the Penguin, uh, you have uh, 1966 Batman. You had Burgess Meredith. Uh, in 1992, Batman Returns, you had Danny DeVito. Uh, and uh, most recently, uh, you had Robin Lord Taylor uh, as the Penguin in Fox's series Gotham, which I think was, that was an interesting take on the on, on the Penguin. Um, so that's uh, that will be coming to HBO Max because everything is streaming. Yay, streaming! We never have to leave our house again. Nope. Uh, on the uh, streaming, keeping on the streaming tip, uh, I know we've talked about it before. They've been talking about doing a, a spinoff from Star Trek Discovery centered around Section 31, the mysterious uh, black ops counterintelligence service of the uh, Federation that may or may not exist officially. Um, but according to Deadline, uh, Alex Kurtzman revealed that the project uh, is still on the table, especially with Michelle Yeoh reprising the role of Philippa Georgiou. Uh, he has said, uh, we're in a very exciting place. I can't tell you anything yet, but it's still very much alive. Uh, and that's pretty much all he was willing to say. Uh, he did touch on the, the ever-expanding nature of Star Trek television on Paramount, uh, formerly, Paramount Plus, formerly known as CBS All Access. Uh, now we have so many shows and they're moving around so much that I can't keep track uh, of them anymore myself. Uh, so the, the, the slowdown on getting this out uh, can properly put on the pandemic, uh, slowing down what's been coming out. Uh, but uh, Kurtzman is, is pushing for it. Then uh, I think this is still a good signs. Um, so and of course, with all things Star Trek universe right now, we have new episodes of Discovery coming out. Uh, January, Star Trek Prodigy will pick back up on Paramount+. Plus. Although I believe later this month, Star Trek Prodigy will start airing or has already started airing on Nickelodeon. And I think February, we get the next season of Picard. And then Strange New World sometimes next year. So if you want Star Trek, you got Star Trek. Did lots of good Star Trek. Yes. Um, and and I even saw that there's going to be a new Star Trek game coming out called Resurgence. Ooh, I have that. Okay. <laughs> then give us those details when it's your turn. <laughs> Fine. I can do it now since you brought it up. You segued into it. Sure. Shed. I didn't even mean to segue, but... Segue. Usually Not I Not a sponsor, like but quit. if you... They are not a sponsor, but if you'd like to, you know, you can find us online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will have much more from the Game Awards, but at the Game Awards, a third-person narrative adventure game made by developer Dramatic Labs, uh, a new indie de- indie developer compromise of Telltale Games veterans, Star Trek Resurgence is scheduled to launch worldwide in spring of 2022 for... Take a deep breath here... Xbox Series X, Xbox Series, uh, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, and PC. Goodness Sorry, gracious! Why not just say damn near everywhere? 
Um, the first trailer is out. Uh, Star Trek Resurgence is specifically set in the time after the events of Star Trek The Next Generation and sees players take on the roles of First Officer Jara Reddick and engineering crew person Carter Diaz aboard the USS Resolute. Players are tasked with solving a mystery around two alien civilizations on the brink of war, and the title will feature new and returning Star Trek characters throughout. Cool. I have never played any of the Telltale Games games, but I have always heard really good, uh, really good things about them. Did you like Choose Your Own Adventure books when you were in school? I absolutely love Choose My Own Choose Your Own Adventure books when I was in school. Well, this is just as good. Only you can't cheat, <laughs> sir. I totally am one of those people that did look forward to go. Hmm, Ab- okay, absolutely. <laughs> you looked through it, didn't you? Uh-huh. went to page 37 saw that i died and so it went went to page 56 i used to try to read the whole book like in like from start to finish that had realized to that oh dear god now you now i have to segment this and and rewrap it and try and yep. figure it out oh yep i, I had a weird brain as a kid punishment totally I, i've been a masochist my whole life um, you know, I'm also the girl that that tried to read three different Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books at the same time. So, well, if they're the same book, why would you need to read three different versions? No, like there's like four books in the trilogy, right? So I was Wait, like, I, if it's a trilogy, it's three. Yes, <laughs> but but in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, there's four books in the trilogy. Anyway, it's a thing. I promise it's a thing. Anyway, so I had, at the time, I had one book, like, in my bedroom. I was, like, a teenager. I had one book in my bedroom. I had one book in my stage manager's bag, because I was working for a theater at the time. Uh, I had one book, I think, in the bathroom. And I was reading them all, depending on where I was. So, you you want to hear something really frustrating? Mm. I guess there are... So there, there are the four, which was the Hitchhiker's Restaurant at the End of the Universe, Life, the Universe, and everything, and So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. Those are the... Yes, correct. Two more have, were added. Mostly Harmless? Yes. And and Another Thing? Yes. For a, a six... So now there's six trilogy. books in the trilogy. Yep. Yep, that's how that works. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyhow, I digress. <laughs> what were we talking about? The Telltale Games. Uh, okay, and, yes, games. And and how they are re- very much like the choose-your-own-adventure books of my youth that I cheated. Right. So were you, do you have anything else, Joe? Yes, I do have one more thing. Okay. Uh, so I guess it was uh, about two years ago, a little more than two years ago, the Analog Pocket was revealed to the world. Uh, it looks very much like uh, a slightly thinner version of the uh, OG uh, Game Boy, um, but uh, it, uh, it it isn't um, it isn't just a Game Boy. It, uh, it what they're calling it. Hold on, I have to. The Analog Pocket is uh, a FPGA, which is a field programmable gate array. Uh, so it it's basically you can um, install onto it uh, 
all of your favorite classic handheld games. So your Nintendo Game Boy, your Game Boy Advance, your Game Boy Color, also uh, Sega Game Gear. Um, the they ch- attempt to keep uh, the the screen to mimic uh, the original look, um, but because screens now are so much better, uh, there's actually a setting on it for you to um, make it behave like the original screens, uh, and it's 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 pretty pretty cool looking. Um, I, I don't know. It just it it kind of jumped out at me um and i wanted to find the the price uh there's a lot of cool things to do with it you can uh there are some ways to build your own games using it uh if you have any of your old game boy games you can actually or um the the other cartridges the uh sega game gear uh there's actually an adapter on it for you to be able to plug those in oh that's cool um and i was just looking to see if i could find the price uh 219 dollars reasonable is it yeah for initial release yeah okay so you know what it would meet a lot of my mom's uh requirements for for new things uh can you play your old games on it exactly (laughs) uh it does include all the old game boy and game boy advance connectivity options uh there's a port for a link cable which you can also get uh, an IR emitter and, and sensor for wireless data transfers. Uh, it is uh, USB-C charging. Uh, it's just, it's really cool. Um, and for, for us older folks who uh, enjoyed our Game Boys back in the day, uh, and I will tell you, my family used to take, used to, used to make vacations of driving me back to school in Chicago and would take my nephew with me. Man, a Game Boy would would, would keep a, a small child entertained for hours at a time. Out of curiosity, do you guys remember? Uh, I I looked it up, but do you know what a Game Boy uh, when released cost? It was expensive, as I remember. I don't remember the amount, but I don't remember. Ninety bucks. Why is that so okay. more expensive than? Because ninety bucks was more money back then. When did what? the original Game Boy? What year did it come out? Uh, the original Game Boy was released in 1989 in Japan. Came over here later that's uh later in 1989, total November Christmas time, and then over to Europe in 90. Huh. Okay, so I just pulled up an inflation calculator. So $99 in 1989 would be about $221, almost $222 today. And there that tracks. Go. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, so yeah, I'll, so so here's something. So the original Game Boy screen uh, had twenty three thousand forty pixels in it. The new Pocket uh, has two point three million pixels. Wow, six hundred fifteen pixels per line or per inch. Uh, your iPhone thirteen Pro screen is four four hundred sixty uh, pixels per inch. So that's a lot of that's a lot of resolution for maybe not the best graphics. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like when you watch... Six, they, had, they had six games at launch. Oh. They had a, a game called Alleyway, which is a breakout uh, type game. They had a baseball game just called Baseball. Because uh. Super Mario Land. Yes. Yep. Tennis. 
Oi. Yakuman, which was a Mahjong style game, and Tetris. Oh, I think Tetris yeah. is the only one I paid attention to. Uh, Tetris and Tetris. Okay. So my parents, not huge video game playing people, but the Game Boy used to get passed around to so everyone could play Tetris. Like my mom and dad. I remember my kids handing me their, no, it wasn't Game Boy because they were a little older. By then it was, uh, what was it? I'm getting old. Whatever their equivalent of it was, but their handhelds that they had Tetris on. And they would hand it to me and then get mad because I didn't lose and hand it back. And it would be, Mom, are you done yet? No, I'm still playing. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all I have for geek news. So, okay, I got a few things. You want to go? Um, you go ahead. You want me to go? I got some like cool. random weird shit. Cool. Um, like random weird shit. Yay, random weird shit. Okay, um, like Joe, I have to start off on a bit of a down note. Um, we have lost a great. Um, if you have been living under a rock or incredibly busy for the past few days, uh, you may not have heard um, that we have lost the great Anne Rice. Um, this hit me a lot harder than I think i expected it to like i don't know if it was because it was so sudden or whatever um but i feel like i've been reading her books my entire life you you basically have i mean <laughs> pretty much i mean you know i interview, i think interview came out in 1976 so yeah i think interview was the first book i picked up and i was probably pretty young um, which explains a lot about me now that I think about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I just kept reading them, you know? I mean, I've, I've introduced so many people to the Vampire series, to the Witch series. Uh, it, it, she was not without her problems, um, but she was an incredible author, wrote some amazing stories, and you cannot deny, like her or not, you cannot deny that certain things in vampire culture would not be as they are without the writings of Van Rice. You know, I mean, we wouldn't have Vampire the Masquerade, you know, which is something that we all kind of, of love and identify with. Um, I, I brought up the, because I knew that I couldn't talk about her without getting a little little emotional so i brought up the new york times right up on her so that i could give a little bit more comprehensive um and what it says here um she wrote more than 30 novels including the bestseller interview with the vampire who became which became the hit movie starring tom cruise and brad pitt and rice the gothic novelist best known for interview with the vampire the 1976 book that in 1994 became a popular film starring tom cruise and brad pitt died on saturday at a hospital in rancho mirage california she was 80 years old her son christopher rice wrote on social media that the cause was complications from a stroke uh, now this article kind of pisses me off because it says Miss Rice was a largely unknown writer, and I. Mm. Well, is it saying it in the context? Uh, of well, no, it says it in the context of of uh, 
when she started. Yeah. Uh, when she turned a short story she had written in the late 1960s into Interview with a Vampire, her first published novel. It featured a solitary vampire named Louis, who is, who is telling his life story to a reporter, but Miss Rice said the tale was her story as well. I really got into the character, she told the New York Times in 1988. For the first time, I was able to describe my reality, the dark gothic influence of my childhood. It's not fantasy for me. My childhood came to life for me. Many critics gave the book short shirt shirt. shirt that's such a weird word. Shrift. I can't say that word. <laughs> Seeming so it's such a weird word. Seeming not to grasp either the tone or its appeal. The publicity tells us Rice is a dazzling storyteller, Leo Broadley wrote in the Times. But there is no story here, only a series of sometimes effective, but always essentially static tableaus out of Roger Corman's films, and some self-conscious soliloquies out of Spider-Man comics. Interesting. I'd never read that report before. All wrapped in a ballooning, pompous language. Um... Wow, and boy, did they change everybody's mind. Uh, the reading public, though, latched on. Interview with a Vampire became, the best sell became a bestseller, and Miss Rice found herself with a considerable fan base, which superseded to entertain with a series of follow-up novels that became known collectively as the Vampire Chronicles. The books, more than a dozen in all, are widely credited for fueling the revival of... Interest in all things vampiric, which has been reflected on the big and small screens, as well as on stage ever since. Um, and it goes on to talk more about uh, her, her stuff. Um, and I won't, I won't read the whole article because it's kind of long. But um, yeah, uh, it's, it's a shock. And she will never, ever be forgotten. Um, and we have... I think, if I am not mistaken, almost all of her books in the shop and duplicates of some of them, including her Anne Roclair stuff. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Her spicy stuff. Your spicy stuff. Yeah. So if you're if if this sparks your interest in Anne Rice, if you say to yourself, you know, I've always wanted to read her and I never have, and you're in South Florida, come check out the store. We've got a bunch of her books. Um, and she's got something for everyone for real. Um, so that's what I'm going to say on that. Uh, she's, you know, rest in peace, Anne. Um, who has that? On to weird random shit. I just want to, I just want to add one thing of, of strange things related to Anne Rice. Uh, uh -huh. when I lived in New York, I had the, uh, privilege of seeing, uh, Lestat on Broadway. Really? Yeah. Uh, Music by Elton John, lyrics by Bernie Taupin, based upon the Vampire Chronicles. Um, not, not, not the best thing I'd seen on Broadway, I will say. But uh, you know, they were they were trying. Uh, the 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 show kind of covered uh, mostly was the Vampire Lestat, uh, but there was a little. It felt like there was a little bit of. Uh, interview as well in it but yeah well you know you can say that you've seen it i did i did and i i mean it's you think about it it's a combination of of work of you know elton john bernie Taupin, and 
Anne Rice. So that was yeah. pretty cool. I mean, I'm hoping one day they actually put that out on film. So like, even if they just filmed the, the Broadway play, I'd love to see it just to uh, say that I'd seen it. Uh, I think they said they, they, there was a record, there was a original cast recording, uh, but it has never been released. Uh, and, according to, and according to Ellen John's management, no plans to release the recording at the present. Damn it. Um, and, and as for as much as I, I didn't enjoy it, uh, the uh, one of the actresses, uh, uh, Carolee Carmelo, uh, who played uh, Gabrielle, uh, was nominated for a Tony Award for uh, Best Performance by a Featured Actress. So nice. Uh, and okay. and a drama and a drama desk. All right, cool. Well, I got some recognition. Yeah. So okay. It was it, it was an interesting take, and I do believe there's still, and I hope it's still in the works, but the. We've been talking. I know we've covered a couple times that there was a TV uh, adaptation that's supposed to be in the works. Yeah, her and her son were were working on. I think I reported about it way early on uh, in the geekiest history that they had been talking about that they were working on a TV series. I have not heard anything on I, where that is. I have a little bit of of uh, in June 2021. It was announced that AMC. Uh, had given the production a series order uh, of eight television episodes uh, for an ad- adaptation of Interview. Uh, the project will be under- will be executive produced by Roland Jones and Mark Johnson, set to premiere sometime in 2022. Uh, and they even announced who has been cast to star as Lestat and uh, Louis. Uh, okay, dare I ask? Sam Reed uh, has been cast to play Lestat. I will show you a picture because that's the type of person I am. Hmm. Uh, and to play Louis. Interesting. No. I don't know. No. So there's there's going to have to be a lot of makeup and hair to make those two look like Lestat and Louis for everything that she she describes them in pretty good detail in the books too. Huh. All right. Um, I kind of am agreeing with Will, but uh, we shall see. I, I, it's very early. We shall see. I think it'll do well, you know, one way or the other. Anyhow, on to weird random shit. Um, <laughs> so, New Zealand has gone a bit cheeky. The New Zealand Mint has released a collection of Star Wars-inspired gold coins. A one ounce Death Star coin. One side the coin engraved. This is, I can't. One side the coin is engraved with an image of the Empire's moon sized super weapon, the Death Star. On the other side, there's an engraving of Queen Elizabeth. Oh, because she has to be on the money. She has to be. I just, I don't know why I find that so incredibly amusing. But. yeah, so, yeah, there's, I mean, okay. Um, the coin is a limited edition of 500 gold coins and is available for, anybody want to guess the price? 150 US dollars. <laughs> 500. Yeah. $2,900 a piece. Huh. Yeah. Apparently the value of gold is pretty high right now. So, yeah, it comes in a cute little box. 
You can get the Death Star and Queen Elizabeth on the same coin. Welcome to the 21st century, ladies and gentlemen. Huh. Ah, yeah. I mean, um, it's interesting because like a lot of places have done like Star Wars stamps, like places you wouldn't even think of. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but this is that's okay. Yeah, it's one of those just like I that's the thing. Um, this one I actually think is pretty damn cool. I just found it. Uh and uh it came the the article came out six days ago. Tom Holland confirms he will be playing Fred Astaire in the upcoming biopic at Sony. Well, after the lip sync battle, I can totally see him doing that. Seriously. Like that probably is what made them go, you know what? <laughs> Spider-Man's did Tom Holland. Did I miss something? Uh, did you see Tom Holland's lip sync battle? No. Oh, I will send you the video, my friend. It is it is something special. He fucking turned it out. Uh, just wow. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, he he did an incredible performance for the lip sync battle. Um, and I guess they have decided that he's going to play Fred Astaire. Um, yeah. So the Spider-Man spar, Tom Holland has confirmed his next project with Sony, and that is playing the iconic actor, dancer, and singer Fred Astaire in the upcoming biopic. Oscar nominated producer, Amy Pascal, uh, of the post and little woman teased that she wanted Holland for the part of Astaire in a recent interview and it was confirmed that Holland would step into the role at an event promoting the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, think, I think he's going to do a really good job. I have to show you this video now. Um, put it in the chat. <laughs> this, like, we were talking about reviewing videos. I, I want to hear Will's reaction to that video. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, the article goes on to say, uh, da, 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 da. Holland certainly has the chops for it. Besides resembling the actor a bit, Holland began his acting career on the London stage, playing the title role in Billy Elliot the Musical on the West End from 2008 to 2010. And who could, who could forget the now viral clip of Holland performing on the series Lip Sync Battle in 2017, <laughs> where he sang and danced to a mashup of Singing in the Rain and Rihanna's Umbrella. I think Holland is perfect for the role and can't wait to see him in it. Yeah, I'm excited. This is very, very cool. So that is something to look forward to. And I'm sure we'll be reporting more on it as trailers and whatnot come out. Um, Because I'm I'm excited about that one. Let's see. What else weird stuff do I have? Um, Yeah. So Lego has decided they don't have enough money. And they have delivered a massive Star Wars AT-AT set for the holidays. Have you seen this thing? Mm Mm-mm. Oh my god, this thing is gigantic. I saw someone do a comparison of the old uh, AT-AT set, the old Lego AT-AT set in this one, and he just showed the foot, like he hadn't even put the whole thing together yet, and the foot is like four times bigger than the original. 
for children at a certain age, Christmas was absolutely made if the box under the, the big box under the tree turned out to be a toy at Now adults, those same former kids can re- relive that experience for a whole lot more money. Just in time for this year's holiday season, Lego's Ultimate Collector Series Star Wars Adat will shamble into stores and online and for only $799.99 plus tax. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> How many pieces? Uh, standing over two feet tall when complete, the set includes 6,785 pieces in all. And will and while the detail level looks designed for collectors, it's in scale with Lego's minifigs and includes multiple play features. Panels pop open to allow stormtroopers to fire the e-web cannons. Headguns rotate and speeder bikes inside the body allow for launching recon missions. Luke Skywalker can also winch upwards to attack, seat seat up to 40 troops inside, and for full-on assault sorties. Um, yeah. I, I, mm, I don't know if that's what I'm going to let the kids play with, but, uh, you know, more time power to you if you do. Um... Uh, perhaps needless to say, Walmart won't be leaving these out on the shelves. Ex- expect them in Lego stores and online starting November 26. Huh. Yeah, it is gigantic. So there's that. I-, I-, I can't wait to see someone actually put one all the way together. I really want to see this thing like do its thing. Oh, and look, it's got a little loop repelling up. <laughs> How adorable. Isn't it so cute? So yeah, that's if you feel like, you know, if you got an extra 800 bucks laying around and you're into Lego. Let me know. I got a whole bunch of extra bricks laying around. You can build one of those. There you go. (laughs) Um, Keeping with the the theme of random shit, um, Bear McQuarrie's Battlestar Galactica live album is coming to vinyl. Okay. <laughs> the Battlestar Galactica revival is fondly remembered for many reasons, including Bear McCreary's epic score for the series. Uh, McCreary's music provided to prove to be an iconic, an iconic that he was so iconic that he was able to host live performance of, of it all over the world. Now, a few lights, highlights from these performances are coming to a turntable near you. Mondo has announced plans to release So Say We All, Battlestar Galactica Live on vinyl for the first time. The double LP includes 13 tracks from McCrary's BSG repertoire performed at different venues throughout North America and Europe. Mondo's exclusive edition of the album is pressed on translucent red vinyl and is limited to 500 copies. Good gravy. And it's... uh, we're We're just making up ways to make money these days. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> but that's but, not unusual. No, no. People will buy it. I mean, I'm all for orchestral performances of cool sci-fi movies. Like, that's a thing. 
and I I remember when they were going around and they were touring the uh touring the uh the music. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a Oh, it seems like I, I mean I know it's been a thing now where like they've gone and done it with like the um they've done it with like the Game of Thrones stuff and I've seen they've done it with like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. It's just like I want a Star Trek one. I, I want to. Say there, I, I think there there might have been one. If it ever comes around again, you better bet we're going. Um, but that is it for me on random shit from Kayla for the night. Hmm. Um, and now we go back to people who have their shit together. Will take it away. Oh no, you, you got the wrong person today. Uh, I really don't have much. Um, a new Funko Pop is coming out for those of you who collect these things. Uh, a new Dungeons and Dragons Funko Pop uh, reveals an interesting new look for one of the game's most iconic villains. Earlier this week, Funko revealed that they will be releasing a pop figure of Vecna, the undead lich god, at the heart of some of the game's biggest adventures. Oh, shit. The new figure shows Vecna in an elaborate outfit that's unlike anything we've seen out of an official D&D source book. While Vecna retains both his hand and eye in the Funko Pop figure, there is a nice nod to the lich's notorious artifacts in the figure, one hand is wearing a gauntlet, while one eye seems to have a golden accent. Hmm. Cool. Want to take bets on how fast Joe Meganello has one? Bet he already does. <laughs> they probably, probably sent him does. one. Yeah, they probably sent him one as a promo. <laughs> That's fun. So, uh, pre-order the Vecna Funko Pop figure from GameStop. Ooh. Just want to see what it looks like. Is there a picture? I, I I put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. I should pay more attention to the chat. Oh, hey, look at that. Okay. Welcome to the show, Kayla. Hi! <laughs> uh, the, the Game Awards 2021 happened uh, last week, and uh, some pretty big announcements and unexpected surprises uh, came out. Uh, so here's a list of some of the stuff that's come out. Uh, Wonder Woman reveal trailer. Um, a new game created by Monolith, the studio behind the Nemesis-powered Middle-Earth Shadow of Mortar and Shadow of War games. Uh, Wonder Woman will be uh, coming out at some point. Little is known about the game at the moment, but the studio's reputation speaks for itself. Uh, they are very well known for creating... Uh, Open world RPG type games. Well, who's doing Wonder Woman's voice? Does it say? Uh, again, not a whole lot is known. Okay. I just want it, it to does. be Laura Bailey. It looks really, really good. <laughs> cool. I will watch someone else play that. Let me see if I can get more information on that. No official release date. Warner Brothers Games says the title is, quote, in development. Uh, probably not until 2023. And I do not see any kind of cast listing. Yeah. Nope. Don't see any cast listing. But okay. it looks really, really good. So, um, uh, by, by the way, you can find all of this stuff on GameSpot.com. That's kind of where I tend to go for my video game stuff. 
Uh, so you can go on there and watch all the trailers and videos. Uh, Rocksteady Games uh, had, of Batman Arkham fame, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League was previously revealed um, with a pre-rendered trailer, but we got our first look at gameplay during the Game Awards. Uh, footage showed Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and several other villains fighting the Flash, who appears to be infected and not really feeling like himself. Uh, this game is scheduled to launch in 2022. Uh, the long-awaited sequel, Alan Wake 2, was finally revealed by Remedy Entertainment. Uh, it's going to be a less psychological thriller and more full-on survival horror. Mm. Creative director Sam Lake and his team last made Control, which made narrative connections between the two games. And it is quite possible we'll see this ex, uh, expanded on in Alan Wake 2. Uh, both previous Alan uh, Wake games were Xbox exclusives, though Alan Wake later released as a remastered game on other platforms. Uh, Star Wars has got its first High Republic period game uh, coming out. Um, Star Wars Eclipse uh, looks to be just a, a, a different kind of game. Um, I can't really put my finger on what it's going to be. Oh. It, it's just kind of weird. Don't know whether it's going to be an action or like a shooter or some sort of, uh, I don't know. They're being vague, huh? They're being extraordinarily vague. Okay. Maybe they don't know. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it's a cinematic trailer. So, uh, you know, it could be a, a, a little mix of everything. Mm, okay. Could be a space fighter. It could be a, a first-person shooter. It could. Uh, it, it could kind of go all over the place, really. Okay. Trailer looks cool, though. Cool. Uh, first look trailer for Halo TV series uh, was premiered. This will be streaming in 2022 on Paramount Plus. All I can think of is the the little skits that people used to do when Halo first came out. Red versus blue. The red versus blue. Yeah. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Sonic 2 movie trailer. We're done without that. And to wrap up for uh, the Game Awards, here's the, the list of winners. Uh, Game of the Year goes to It Takes Two. I don't know what that is. Uh, it is an action-adventure platform game developed by Hazelight Studios and published by EA. Okay. Ooh, when you're done, I have an update on one of my older stories. Okay. Um, best VR AR game was Resident Evil 4. Best sim and strategy game goes to Age of Empires 4. Best fighting game, Guilty Gear Strive. Best family game, It Takes Two. Uh, best esports game, League of Legends. Uh, the award for innovation and accessibility goes to for, uh, Forza Horizon 5. Best ongoing game and best community support goes to Final Fantasy XIV. Best action adventure, Metroid Dread. Best narrative goes to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. Best RPG goes to Tales of Arise. Player's Choice Award goes to Halo Infinite. And best esports uh, e games goes to League of Legends. Cool. So that's what little bit I got. Not much. Yeah. Just a little bit. Cool, cool. 
So you has an update? I has an update. Um, actually, I reported on this, and then Joe reported on this as well somewhere after it. Uh, we had talked recently about the crab, uh, the crowdfunding uh, HasLab uh, Rancor figure. Yeah. Um, and when we first talked about it, they were they had only released an unpainted rendering of the Rancor. Well, Krazlab has revealed the full color uh, version of the Rancor and its stretch goals for the crowdfunding. Um, <clears throat> Hasbro's had, and this is interesting because it did not do well. Uh, Hasbro's HasLab crowdfunded Rancor hasn't been looking so healthy these days. With 9,000 backers needed, it's been hovering between four and 5,000. Some fans blame the price point, higher than Marvel's Sent Sentinel and Galactus. Uh, others, the premature way the news first leaked, followed by an unfinished, unpainted reveal to roll out the campaign. Whatever the case, Hasbro yesterday decided to reveal all the remaining stretch goals and a fully painted prototype. Thus far, the result has seen the project actually lose backers, dipping below 5,000, even as one of the particular stretch goals excited fans. The final tier goal, if the project reaches 19,000, will be an all-new Jedi Luke Skywalker figure. Uh, though odds are he'll receive some form of release anyway, the exclusive pack-in version comes on a Power of the Force card with a bonus coin. At 1600, a Return of the Jedi carded Salacious Crumb gets added, and at 135, a pack of skulls and cardboard backdrops, along with a simulated sand-based, not shown. Uh, these these join the previously announced 1100 tier of the Gamorrean Guard. So, uh, unfortunately, this project did not meet the backer goal and did not go into production. Oh, crap. Well, then my news is late. That sucks. Yeah. So the update was completely relevant because they didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> the update to the update is they did not do it. Darn yeah. it. That uh, was really cool looking too. Definitely was. Uh I do like the the, the showing the painted version. Yeah, the, the painted version looks good. But yeah. Uh but that those tears are just kind of ridiculous. I mean mm. There, there is such a thing as going. You know what? Uh, we're going to be stupid greedy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like okay, great. You, you could have just, you know, instead of saying, "Well, we're just going to once we get funded, you don't need to have number of people." What like gets unless me you're trying unless you're trying to do something like a, a limited edition release where you, the only way you're going to get it is if you do the backing. I think that was what they were going for a little bit there. Um, yeah, December 6th was the deadline for Yep, it. you're right. I was looking at an older article. But um, I, did, I, I did see some, someone made the comparison like, you know, for what they're asking, I could throw like some extra money on the, the, the HasLab one for uh, um, the Proton Pack from uh, Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. 
and uh you know instead of this so maybe got a little too greedy maybe i would have liked to have seen a new rancor because he did look really cool yep yeah we'd get him and put him next to our old rancor and they would have tea parties and one would be called mrs nesbitch Sorry. <laughs> oh dear. Is this just living in her head? <laughs> yes. This is why you guys love me, right? This is true. <laughs> yeah, so that was it. That's all we've got. Happy holidays, everybody. We, we still have another episode before the holidays. We can still say happy holidays. Okay. Uh do we oh good God. Yes we do. Um, so, uh, we were not keeping track of, uh, points, so we all win. Yay! Participation, Participation trophy. trophies all over the place. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. All right. Uh, <laughs> do you want any of those special flavored ones or you, you, you go at the OG? Oh, no. If, if we're going to, if we're going to go specialized, I want a crystal Pepsi. Oh, sure. shit. Sure. <laughs> what? I'm not, you, I'm not you, rolling enough. You heard me. Podcast money. <laughs> First of all, you said owed you a Coke, not a Pepsi. Can you? You can't. Like I'm. Like I want to look on eBay and see. Like, is that even? That's not even a thing anymore, is it? For some reason, I want to say there was like a release earlier this year. Crystal Pepsi is still available from Amazon, Target, and Walmart. And and you can get it on Instacart. Okay. Shit. No. <laughs> what a world. What a world. So, uh, since we, we have no 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 winners this week, uh just randomly plug. So uh, who wants to go first with plugging? I'll go. I'm I'm quick and easy. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at Geekiest Will. And then I will choose Kayla to go next. Hey. Uh okay. You can find me on Twitter at Hawk underscore Kayla. Um, I actually, like, maybe I need to change that to my other one, because, like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I've actually, no, Hawk underscore Kayla is fine. Uh, that's the one where I do most of my crap. Anyway, on Instagram, you can get me at geekiestkayla. Um, on Facebook, it is uh, NSFW, wait, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm gonna, I fucked it up last time, and I realized that I had fucked it up. <laughs> Jade NSF Wizards on Facebook, um, for all geeky things there. Um, you can find me, as always, at our awesome little thrift store at 4148 Davie Road in downtown Davie, Florida, uh, or you can check out secondhandgoddess.net. Um, I am endeavoring to put more stuff up for online sales. Uh, as the holidays are upon us. Um, you can find me playing Jade on the Not Safe for Wizards D&D Actual Play 5th Edition podcast. Um, oh, and I've, I have recently been hosting Out of Character for NSFW as well. Uh, so you can check out the behind the scenes of what is going on with Not Safe for Wizards with me and our cast members. Um, on on off weeks uh for that uh and i think that's it i think 
Oh, and you can check out secondhandgoddess.net for all of uh, our T-shirt and my T-shirt and merch stuff, uh, which I am going to be putting up more uh, designs. I'm always putting up more designs on as well for great gift ideas for the holidays. There are price points anywhere from $6 to $30 and up on some of the bigger things. Um, So there's something there for everyone. Just go check that out as well. And I choose Joe. Glad somebody does. (laughs) uh well you can find me on twitter at demorgus uh that's d-e-m-o-r-g-u-s you can find me uh being the dm of the not safer wizards fifth edition actual play podcast and occasionally as a guest on the out of character episodes yeah um you can also find this what this podcast across the social medias at the geekiest pod uh, so that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can get yourself uh, some geekiest merch at thegeekiestpod.myspreadshop.com. Uh, recently, we added the hashtag we are the geekiest uh, design. Uh, so check that out. Declare yourself the geekiest. Um, that joins the hashtag geekpoint and the uh hashtag geek point and the five-headed logo so there is that and uh let's see uh if you're interested in having me game master either in person or vi- digitally uh for you just go to mindflademondays.com uh and uh, see about hiring me to run games for you uh and i think that's it uh, so uh hey Omicron's a thing and not just a, a name of a planet in Star Trek. Um, supposedly a little more contagious than what we've been dealing with, but not as severe. But hey, no need to take risks. Wear a mask, get vaccinated, get your booster if you haven't. So social distance, wash your hands. Maybe don't go to conventions just yet. Um, don't be a dick. Seen a lot of that lately. Um, and as always, this podcast believes that Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights. And love is love. We thank you for taking a listen this week, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Bye! Is the world a better place than you found it, kids? Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be, share the podcast with your friends, family, co-workers whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture uh that would definitely help us thanks for listening the preceding program was brought to you by armored bear productions